Hi, I'm Pete Scalia, and this is P.S. Never Give Up. The P.S. Never Give Up podcast is made possible by you. Support our mission to share inspiring and entertaining content. Visit our online shop at psnevergiveup.com. We have t-shirts, bracelets, journals, water bottles, and more to show everyone that you're a part of the P.S. Never Give Up movement. Plus, for a limited time, you could use the code NEVERGIVEUP, all caps, all one word, at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off your order at psnevergiveup.com. In this episode of the P.S. Never Give Up podcast, I talk with an old friend, bass player and musician Chris Sherman, better known as Freak Bass. As a touring musician, Freak Bass has a lot of incredible stories to share. I actually played keyboards with his band back in the early 2000s. And I was there with him when he experienced one of his never-give-up moments that nearly cost him his life. In my conversation with Freak Bass, we talk about how he came back after that terrible accident and how he's evolved as a musician over the past year during the pandemic, a time when every touring musician really learned what it means to persevere and never give up. What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Look, I'm looking at your uh, whole setup over there. It looks like you got it pretty laid out. Right? You know, it's like uh, hearkening back to, I, I think I'm trying to reestablish a connection with a with a past life here. So Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Um, you know, I figured everybody, number one, has some kind of never give up moment. Yeah. At least course. one. Yes. And um, I think everybody could really use some some light and positivity. Yeah. You know? I mean, Definitely. especially right now. So, yep. and I know that uh, you bring both of those things. You bring a never give up attitude, never give up experiences, and a lot of uh, light and positivity. So, well, part of it is I just don't know how to do anything else. But yeah, <laughs> thank you, though. Yeah. Well, but I know that, you know, when it comes to all the changes and stuff and thinking of like never give up moments, um, I know some might say that being a musician is like a constant never give up moment in any way you really got to believe in yourself but sure this past year especially i mean what has that been like for you because i know you mentioned when you're on the road being a musician you got that trucker gene in you and yeah you you know being on the road yeah um and not being able to do that and connect in the way that you're used to and yeah it's how do you how do you process that and and keep going well, I mean, the the only way that, you know, of course, at, you know, those first, you know, I mean, I remember our last gig was March 9th. We were in um, uh, Roanoke, Virginia was my very last show. We, we were doing like a little run in the South. We'd done like Asheville, North Carolina. And the funny thing is, we, thir- the day before, which was Thursday, I'm pretty sure it was March 8th, Thursday, March 8th. Um, Asheville had just gotten it made national news too. They'd gotten their first case of coat, like one case, one case. And everybody's like, the whole town was almost shut down. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one case, you know, it's so weird to think about like everybody freaking out about one case back then, but it was such a big deal, you know? And, um, so then we went and we were like, Oh my gosh, should we even do the next show? You know, it was like one case, you know? And so we went and did the next show at a really cool club. We play at there called five point sanctuary. And then, um, and that was it. And so, you know, the first couple of weeks when, you know, every you know you felt like you were just balancing on water just trying to like figure out what the heck was going on you know between you know what you're hearing what you know everything it was just you know that those Mm -hmm. first few weeks it was like it was you're scared you're also um you don't know what what's going to happen next and then you know as 
you know, as a musician, I know the things that all of us were doing, we were kind of watching all the big festivals to see who was going to cancel. What was gonna, the first big one that came up first, I remember South by Southwest, because mm-hmm. that, that, that was in, you know, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas is in March. So you're like, okay, that's like a week away. What are they going to do? You know? So, and then the next big one, I remember one was, uh, and of course they canceled. And, um, and then, you know, I think Jazz Fest was the next one that was in late April, early May that we were booked for down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're like, OK, is it going to happen? Not going to happen, you know? And then, of course, that that got ca- and then, you know, as things kind of started rolling off the counter, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know? And then, mm-hmm. of course, at first you're like, OK, well, what? We're not going to play these shows till July, you know? Right. And, you know, and then um, but then when we when you when it finally kicked in that this was going to be more of a semi at least long term thing at least for the next four to six months, for me, you know, being a musician, we're always hustling, you know. Mm-hmm. So to hustle to find out, you know, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Like, how am I going to, you know? It's it's always about adapting, you know, all the time. And I think that's for every career for sure. But um, I mean, that's what you're doing right now with what you're doing, mm-hmm. and. Um, but, you know, we're, we're growing up all my life being a musician. I've always had to adapt to the situation, you know, like and so I was said, well, how can I still, you know, what am I going to do with this time? So I started using it as an opportunity to uh, connect with people, whether it be virtually online, do a lot of recording. Um, you know, I learned something called OBS, which is um, you probably I'm sure you're probably familiar with that, which is uh basically um, i think it stands for online broadcasting system but it's like yeah like that protocol right for yeah for live streams so you know they looked more professional and and you know we got a an actual uh uh good uh internet hookup so it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like you know janky wi-fi in here you know that kind of thing all those little things you don't really think about that you're going to need when Mm -hmm. you're broadcasting on a regular basis and uh just i mean i was you know those first couple few months i was just watching so many youtube videos just about how to you know obs and and you know, doing live streams in, a, in, a, in a, an engaging way, and then and then we made the decision. Okay, we're going to release a single every month, and we've stuck to that. Like we release mm-hmm. literally every single month on Spotify and, and all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're staying connected in any possible way that we can. It's all virtually, obviously, of course. But uh, we started having this thing, um, which was really cool. This was actually Angie, my wife's idea, but to have. Um, Every Sunday night, you know, everybody was sitting at home alone. So we started having something called game night every Sunday night. And so, you know, we had Sammy on from New York. You know, it was almost like a Zoom thing with a ton of people. And we'd bring yeah. face- we'd bring Facebook people in and they were part of the game, too. And now so we did it every week at first. And now we're doing it once the last Sunday of every month. So and, mm-hmm. and people I mean, it's a really you know, we get the same people back and people like really tell us how look how much they're looking forward to it all the time. And um yeah. So, yeah, so you just basically just start adapting and doing all these things to, uh, you know, to make these things happen. And, you know, my big thing is, is even when we do get back to whatever normal normal is going to be with live shows, you know, I think a lot of this stuff is all going to carry over for, you know, a lot of people, you know, the virtual thing. And then mm-hmm. uh, also just the way that we're doing, you know, I mean, I don't think we're at, I think it's going to be a long, long time. I think live outdoor shows will probably start kicking in probably this mm-hmm. late summer. But to be in like a small 300 to 800 seat club jammed up together, sweating on each other, I think that I just I just don't see that happening. You know, vac- you know, even if the vaccine looks great, you know, more power to it. But it just even that I still think people there's going to be an adjustment people where people are going to be feel comfortable doing that. You know, I mean, that's just my opinion. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong, you know, but it's just uh that just seems like it's going to be a little bit before we get to that point, you know? Well, and I know that, I mean, along those lines too, I, you know, I know you as well. We have friends that 
own some of those smaller venues or I know, exactly you yeah. know owned past tense and, and yes and, i mean is really just kind of wondering how they can get through this and that they're really yeah. struggling so i know i know it's 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 heartbreaking you know i've done a few benefits for online for the southgate house you know and mm -hmm. and they um you know and southgate's still big enough where they can you know, do some socially, I think they'll probably get to the point where they're doing, and they've even done a couple of those where, you know, they're more like socially distanced sit down things. But, you know, from playing live, I mean, the cool thing about, you know, I, on my show, on one of my live stream shows, I had uh, Laura Lee from Krung been on and she said, you know, one of the coolest things I love about playing live is, is the messiness of it. I mean, I love, you know, knocking over microphone stands and sweating on people and falling off stage, you know, whatever the case may be, that's what makes it exciting. And, right. you know, again are people going to be comfortable to, to be in the messiness of it for a while so that's you know i mean the socially distant thing's cool even the drive-in thing you know i've had a lot of friends that have done the drive-in concert thing some mm -hmm. of my friends from umpries mcgee just did one recently and they said it was really cool but you know joel the keyboard player he's like you know it's still people are you're still so far you're that energy that you know osmosis that happens between the artists and the audience is just oh, right. not there right now you know well so. the experience isn't there. yes like that's yeah. you know i mean there's a lot more to it than than just right. the music it's the whole thing um but i mean like you said though i mean trying to look for that silver lining there by adapting and by like learning all these skills i mean i had no idea how to build a website yeah. Or do yeah. any of this stuff exactly um and you kind of you know just like do that out of necessity yeah how has it affected um the creative process because to me you know it, it almost seems like if you're like collaborating you know remotely with your fellow musicians and stuff um like that that might be something you hadn't even thought of doing before this and i i know it's not the same as you know, being in person, but what's that part been like, the, like the actual creative process? Well, I'd say one thing is that it's, it's totally leveled the playing field in the, at least in the musician, you know, um, what I mean by that, I mean, Elton John's sitting at home right now too. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody is. So with that in mind, in terms of like, even with some of the people that I've collaborated on, on, on some of the recent stuff I've been doing, um, you know, with everybody being in tour, you always talk about it, but will you really have the time to do that? And so now we're actually getting together and having the time to, like I just did, I'm getting ready to release a single with Doug Wimbish from Living Color. And Doug and I have talked about doing something for so long together. Yeah. But again, you know, oh, I'll do it. You know, as soon as I get through this tour, I'll do it. So, you know, we're both, right. you know, between, you always talk about it and it sounds like a great, great story, but it's just the time to do it. Well, now we're finally doing it, you know? And, um, so again, that type of thing, you know, that, again, that's one of the silver linings for sure is you're starting to, you just have to be creative in different ways, obviously, that's it. And right. uh, with songwriting, you, you asked me what, how it's created with music. I know for me, I mean, I've definitely deep dived on both with, you know, so, taking songs apart, productions apart, and actually really getting in there. You know, another thing I've done a lot since this has happened is, learned a lot of songs that i've never like i i learned um a bunch of tears for fear songs a few yeah. months ago and it's like something i've always wanted like i've always i was like i wonder how you play head over heels on bass i've always wanted to learn how to play that simple now, but see, cool it's funny you on. say that because i literally just last week saw an instagram post because you know again tears for fears they're just sitting right. at home too yeah and i guess yep. boy george like just in his home studio did a couple covers himself so oh, Tears wow. for Fears was sharing Boy George doing Tears for Fears covers. 
And like you're saying, I mean, these people that, you know, yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of in the same boat. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that side, I think, is is interesting. I think another thing is like, I don't know if you would call this a silver lining or not, but um, in the cinema, you know, as obviously I'm a musician, but I'm, you know, fascinated by passion is definitely movies, too, as well. And, and the whole cinema stuff and named. Uh, you know, with what, like with HBO Max, for instance, making that big decision to release everything on, you know, the day it gets re released in a theater, it's getting released on. I mean, that's a game changer. Now, mm -hmm. my opinion is all that was going to happen anyway. I mean, I really think with streaming, yeah. I think we were heading down to that road anyway. But the pandemic basically probably sped it up about three or four years, you know, so... Yeah. And to me, I think, I mean, a lot of, you know, it's like the same people that got you know, like, oh, Spotify, it's lame, you know, well, let's go back to CDs. And then the same people said about CDs, let's go back to vinyl. You know, it's this right. stuff is it's inevitable. This is what's going to happen. And, and, and we're in the right now society. You know, if I want to see Wonder Woman 1984, I want to see mm -hmm. it right now, you know. And um, so I think that, you know, they've got criticized a lot. And and I understand I have a lot of friends that are, you know, that want their their releases to be on big screens, which I totally, totally sure. get that. Sure. But I really think that they were probably a little bit ahead of the game in terms of I think this was a, I think that was a smart move for them. I'm, I I don't know what their subscription service is, but I imagine it probably went through the roof, you know, when, when they started. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, just insane, like you're saying. And I know that you speaking of movies, I mean, being a big fan of superheroes yes, yourself. Ridiculous, right? yes. <laughs> I mean, really into it. And plus, I kind of geeked out personally, too, when I saw that you uh, you released the recent single, um, the remix of Minute to Forever. Yeah, you had Boss yeah, yeah. Logic do your your cover art for it. Yeah, so you're familiar with who Boss Logic is, then, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was geeked on that, man. You know, we've gotten to be friends on Twitter for a while, and we've gone back yeah. and forth a lot. And um, so, you know... I just kind of straight out asked him. I was like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I love your stuff, you know, and, and you know, so I sent him a, a early, um, I did it, made a, a private um, SoundCloud link of the track. Mm -hmm. And uh, I heard a few things that he's posted musically that he liked. And of all my stuff, I was like, this is probably in his wheelhouse of the kind of stuff he likes. Yeah. So, um, so I sent it over to him. He really dug the track a lot. And then, uh, you know, he hooked up the cover, you know, and, and it was like perfect. You know, he actually did a few different, sent me a few different things. He's like, you know, this, this, or this, but he's like, I think the astronaut thing's kind of your vibe. And I was like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. the one. So, yeah. So of course I was like head over here when that came together, I was tripping out. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's just, so, yeah. and again, like just the way that that came about. And of course I know with that whole, alter ego vibe i mean i know yeah. with you it's been something that's been there for years and i know when you first worked up with bootsy who of course is larger than life you know you have, have you uh you've been in touch with him at all lately yeah i mean he's he's been you know same thing he's been really kind of embracing you know with him it was almost he was kind of had kind of retired from the road not too long mm -hmm. before the pandemic thing kind of kicked in so uh, he was kind of almost looking probably for alternative ways to still connect with people anyway. So, um, you know, this, he's kind of embraced this whole thing, especially the virtual world thing too, as well. And, and it's mm -hmm. been, um, you know, it's been really exciting to see his whole journey, how it's going right now too, as well. Obviously he just released a new album, which is uh -huh. fantastic too. connecting with a bunch of other musicians on it. Same, same thing. So, so yeah, so that, that part's really cool too, as well. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking of when it comes to never give up moments and like perseverance and fortitude and all that, 
you know, I have to bring up the fact that I know that you had like a pretty extreme case of, you know, you can't give up. Um, I'm going to check you, out you, years, <laughs> yeah. years ago in, in, in Montana. Yeah. And you were there for it firsthand too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And um, I mean, for those who don't know, you know, uh, we're on the road yep. uh, together playing music in the and, middle of um, nowhere. In, in the, the mountains. middle, yeah, Glacier State National Park, right? Pretty absolutely. much. Absolutely, right? yeah. I still, uh, I still have my Polebridge, Montana coffee mug oh, upstairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, but no, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you're talking, you know, your, your livelihood, being on the road. It's like you're, you're playing music, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, after a freak accident, um, you know, I, re I remembered uh, you mentioned your wife Angie. I I was the one that everybody voted to call her. I know she and let her know. Story met many ways. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I mean, you know, your your baby girl. I mean, Izzy had just been born at that. She point. was. Yeah, she months like not even a year old. I mean, she was months old then at that point. She was born in March and it was in August. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously now you know we're talking big picture, like never give up thing. Yeah. But I mean, going through an experience like that, like when you're in the hospital there, or even before that, before, I mean, we like you said, we were in the middle of nowhere, and they had to like mash style, like come in and <laughs> right. chopper you out of there. Yeah. What, what did you do? Because I know it was a long process. It sure to get was. Yeah. Back to it. Yeah. Um, what What kept you going? Well, you know, not to get too, too deep. I mean, obviously, my faith was a big part of it. And um, I also um, I will say this. It the never give up aspect of it when you get have a, a near death experience like I did. Um, with, of course, it changes your life in so many ways. But one of the things there's so many things that used to bother me, like off the table, like. Drama. I mean, I never was a big drama. You know, I mean, you know me forever. I'm not I've never right. been a big drama queen to begin with. But mm -hmm. that, but anything even like that was remotely like I'd think of. You know, the silly stuff is just like it really puts what's important in front of you. We're really, really quickly. You know, obviously, mm -hmm. family. You know, music was so because. You know, I mean, a couple little things gone a different way and I might not be sitting here talking to you right now. I mean, you just don't mm -hmm. you don't nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. So mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, you know, if you feel if you're getting that inner calling for whatever it is, whether it be music, art, whatever, I, I you have to do it. You have to take that step to do it. And for me, I was already doing music and it just made me want to do like you know, accelerate that all the more. I felt, felt more, you know, that it, comfortable with where I was. Cause you know, the worst with me, I mean, I know you, we were still in contact obviously after that, mm -hmm. but the, um, the, yeah, I got pretty messed up from the initial fall, but it was actually my near death experience was actually when I came back to Cincinnati. So I was thought I was almost all better than went then was going to my first doctor's appointment mm -hmm. and then my um, uh, spleen burst. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a major uh, like uh, artery that runs through there. And that's that's really what almost put me out. I mean, the doctor said, you know, the feeling of what it's like to get shot. You know, I mean, like that's the exact same sensation you have, which is crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a total life changer in so many ways, but it just in terms of like, you know, career wise and family wise mm -hmm. and everything, it just to me, it just made me put that in overdrive. I felt like I didn't feel like I was running against the clock, but I've definitely felt like, you know, I've got every single, you know, from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep every day, I've got to really try to make the most of it and don't second guess 
you know, anything that you're doing. I mean, you, everybody knows what their passion is. I think ultimately some people try to suppress it and push it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Some people have to make excuses of why, you know, they can't do it because of this situation or that situation. And my thing is, it's like, if you've got that passion, you've got to, you know, you have to do it because you, you're, you're put here on, everybody's put on here with on earth for a different reason. And you have to bring that to its fullest. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. And I, I, I Which is what that, you're doing right now. Yeah. Well, right. And it's, I mean, you know, you do, you hear that kind of voice and, and you think, yeah, but this, that, and, you know, when we're in a situation like this, where everything just is kind of laid out there, yeah, you know, you look at it and you say, well, you know, what can I do? And, and obviously, I mean, you, you more than came back from that. And it's been cool too, like hearing the way that, your sound has evolved since then too. Um, oh, it's been a cool thing. I mean, you've, you've had the chance to collaborate with some really cool cats from all different genres of music and stuff. And, and what, what's kind of like your, I know you mentioned like the astronaut vibe right, is kind right, of right. like where you're at right now. So where did uh, your view from orbit right now, how do you see things kind of playing out with freak bass in the future? Well, definitely, you know, I think the the continuum of constantly constantly releasing new content, whether it be um, music or you know every music. I didn't mention this before, but every single we've released over the last year and a half, it's been accompanied by a video too. You uh -huh. know, and that's that's intentional. That's not just coincidental. It's like every, it's like okay, if we release a single, we've got to do, so it's got to be multimedia no matter what, and so that's been. Um, so we're going to obviously continue on that path and just keep trying to exploit that that side of things and just putting out more content, whether it be social media content, music content, just getting better. I mean, I'm I know personally, I'm a way even than the time since I've had my accident, you know, which was mm -hmm. 2005. I'm physically a way better musician than I was. I mean, there's things and I mean that like literally like there's things I can do on bass now that I couldn't do then. I mean, it's yeah. just and I'm not saying that's to, to post myself up or anything. It's just right. it's just from practicing and just trying you know to expand my playing or whatever mm -hmm. and so you know whether it be with songwriting or with production or with playing or um you know or visual things too uh that's another thing you know um i went through a little phase where um you know it wasn't around the time you and i met but it was like i was always kind of like man am i like you know, I'd see other people and especially in this kind of circuit that I was touring in. And it was like, mm -hmm. you know, and I look, do I look too crazy? Am I being too flamboyant? You know, and then I always found myself whenever I kind of dressed down, that's when I felt like I was dressing in a costume. Like if I would walk yeah. on a stage with T-shirt and jeans on, I would felt like I'm dressing up. You right. know, this doesn't right. feel like dressing up. That would feel like dressing up. And so, again, that thing about, you know, never giving up is also about being more comfortable in, my, in your skin. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's part of the reason I've become a better musician over the years is because, like, m I'm knowing my strengths more and being able to exploit those strengths of what they what they are and, mm -hmm. and you know, not trying to run from them in any kind of way, just literally going in head first with that. And well, the authenticity what, of it. Yeah, and that's probably what it all stems from is authenticity. And I think that's the main thing. You know, with this Internet age where everybody can, you know, you put something out and you're always worried, you know, everybody can kind of come at you and say, blah, blah, blah. If you're mm -hmm. authentic about what you're doing, then I don't care what anybody say. You know, they can say they can say the nastiest or the best thing at you. You know, sure. for your, you know, the time that when it hurts, when someone says something online to you, if they it's when 
they say something that calls you out on something that you're kind of, you're like, Oh yeah, maybe, you know, maybe because I wasn't being authentic, you know, maybe it's right. I wasn't, right. but if you're being fully authentic, whether people love it or they hate it, you're always going to have at least a group of people that feel it for that because they feel the, the authenticity of it, you know? Yeah, and and yeah. so whether to have better to have, you know, that group of people feeling and try to, you know, appease, you know, just trying to uh, please everybody. And we've all done this with our, whether it be a music career or, in front of the camera or whatever, where people are like, you should do this, you should do this, you should mm -hmm. do this, you should do this. And it's like, you know, again, I think within yourself, you know, better than any, I mean, i still have a lot of people around me that I can respect their opinion and, and, and I take sure. it their opinion quite a bit, but, but also still not like, you know, don't fall too far from the tree of what, you know, that you're put here to do. Again. And I feel like it could be really difficult for some people to, to acknowledge that, to do it. Right. I mean, to yeah. actually, but once you actually take that step, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. Do you feel like it, it just kind of like opens up a little bit? Everything kind of makes sense. Right. Cause you're not trying to just please other people. That's exactly it. I mean, you said yeah. you nailed it on the head and the more authentic, it's like, you know, authenticity breeds more authenticity, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even if you stumble, I mean, I think that's the other cool thing too, is like the, the world we're in a little bit now, I think people are starting to, you know, the warts and all are cool. Like our last, the, the last thing we recorded, you know, our last album we put out, like full album, which was the first vinyl I've ever done, which was mm -hmm. with Color Red, that label in Colorado that I've been working with a lot. Um, all of our stuff was done live with with one or two takes, and it was mm -hmm. we weren't nothing was overdubbed. I mean, there was vocals overdubbed, but they were all one. But I'm saying like nothing. I didn't go in and punch in parts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, you know, there was a little flub here or there or there's a little stop here and there, mm -hmm. what the rest of the track had, the the warts and all is what makes the track really come and breathe and come on. And those are all the records we grew up. You know, that's what we love about those records, because they were done like as as one big, long take, you know, right. they weren't done right. as like, you know, four bars, cut and paste, four bars, mm -hmm. cut and paste, four bars, mm -hmm. cut and paste. And, um, so I, th I think that's, again, going back to the authenticity thing. And I think that's kind of yeah. cool that we're going to, and I think people feel that that's why, like, I think like shows like NPR's tiny desk and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff are so big because you're seeing it like uncut and raw. It's not like behind this big sheen. And I think, you know, on the other side and again, I'm not going to be, you know, try to be negative anyway, but like some of the, like, you know, some of the, the really put together award shows where everything's so perfect and uh, mm -hmm. the tracks are so perfect. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, click, 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 you know, it's just hard to hold your, t you know, and it's like, I'm not trying to dog any artists like that's just hard to keep your attention because it doesn't feel real, you know? Right, right. Well, hey, well, speaking of authenticity, and you mentioned breeding authenticity, I know that your daughter Izzy put out a track not that long ago that yeah. I actually thought was pretty awesome. Oh, so what yeah. do you think? Are there, uh, are there some inevitable collaborations Oh, up. for sure. Well, you know, I had, uh, you know, every, of course, not this year, but every uh, the last few Thanksgivings we've done, we played the Southgate House on thing or the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. The last last uh, year, uh, actually, had her up on stage with me, and and we did Fame, and she played all the guitar parts, you know, and and That's nailed awesome. it. Yeah. So, um, you know, she's at that age. I think she's an incredible artist too. You know, she put out a book already a couple years ago, yeah. and and it's a it's like. She did this when she was 12. She put a book out and it was, I'm reading it and like thoroughly, I'm not reading it because, hey, I'm her dad reading her book and being like, this is, it's like, I'm reading, I'm like actually getting in, the more and more I got into the story, it was freaking me out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my daughter that wrote this. This is <laughs> 
right, right. So, you know, she's at that age. I'm not for sure. She's got so many talents she's going to do. I'm yeah. not sure what she's going to do. Stella, my younger one, uh, I think she's deaf. She's got a really, really good voice. And she's got her, she's got great pitch and she's got vibrato already. And she's really connecting to music. So I think, you know, she's probably going to be heading that direction too. But you know, who knows, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to, we're both going to let them, you know, blossom how they want to, you know? Sure, sure. So, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to like the videos and all that stuff and the way it plays in with the authenticity and all of that, what do you think about actually, you know, being your own superhero doing like a, uh, I don't know if it'd be like a, whatever the equivalent of a rock opera would be like, maybe, you know, you as a superhero doing a feature length thing since you were talking about the multimedia like maybe you have mentioned that, and that a little more you know that's been it's so weird you say that pete because it's like i've been having that little prodding kind of of that doing like a feature length thing you know we've got yeah. the um angie my wife has become just an amazing director and editor and we have so many creative people that we're working with now and yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, something that's been kind of nipping at me lately where, because the more and more we do it, the more and more I enjoy doing mm -hmm. it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, um, that medium, you know, I'm just as passionate, as you know, I'm just as passionate about that visual thing as I am the music. Th and to me, it's like, they're, they're all under the same, they all go together. It's not like yeah. either yeah. or, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm a David Bowie fanatic and that's, mm -hmm. he's, he's the king of that. Um, so um, yeah, I'm definitely down with that. I just got to, you know, figure out, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll keep that happening. I've got one real cool thing that, um, we're, uh, a cool project. I can't quite talk about it yet, but it's something I, I'll tell you that, uh, uh, bass player Victor Wooten and I are, are working on. It's a multimedia thing that no we're going to be letting out, um, out in the public here soon. That's going to be very, very cool. And, and, and with some other very, very cool people too. Um, that are involved with superhero things is all I'll say right now. Yes. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking the time and it's, and you know, I have to say too, it's kind of refreshing to me going from when this, this was my, this was my normal work day, like yeah. time-wise. Yeah. 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 Um, right. At, right. At night. Um, so, um, you know, it just seemed right that uh, if I was going to be, up in the uh, evening, I should be talking with you. So I'm oh, glad we yeah. uh, we had the chance to connect. It's been way too long, and and it when, has, man. Yeah. When we uh, when we have the chance, you know, when when it's safe and and everybody we know everybody's good, uh, I'd I'd love to meet up in person. I know we're always keeping keeping an eye on each other. I'm super happy that you're doing this, and um, you know, um, I know the show the show is to interview me, but can I just ask you a couple quick questions before we get yeah. off? Like what what was you know was there like a, a moment where you're like i'm gonna do this you know like like was it like a was there an epiphany moment or was it was it a gradual kind of thing um i think it was you know working in tv and on social media i i, I guess i did sort of had that epiphany where i was like what could i do that encompasses all these things where i don't have to like you were saying answer to somebody else and, and be what somebody else wants me to be that I could be authentic. Um, like, I feel like I've always been in my career, but yeah. actually have it have meaning. Um, yeah. And, you know, Amy and I were talking about it and uh, I, we noticed on social media in particular, I would use that never give up phrase in a lot of my posts and yeah. I'd use that hashtag. 
And I said, well, what, you know, I could do like a podcast thing. And we're even thinking like in the future, I'm going to have to have a couple more surgeries. And I'm like, I could do this while I'm yeah. recovering, doing, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I said, make it like a reality kind of TV show. Absolutely. Kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can, we have the ability and technology to do it right. now. And right. um, so, you know, and I was like, well, you know, the Pete Scalia, never give up podcast is too long or whatever. And Amy said, well, what about just PS never give up? Yeah. And that's so that's when I was like, Oh, wow. It, Which is great. Cause you know, it could right. obviously your initials, but also PS as in like, you know, postscript PS. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Great. Yeah. To be honest too, I think there was also that little part that um, having the three little ones. Now I know that they're watching and, and, you know, seeing like what dad does and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it's, I, I think it's cool to, to be doing something with, with purpose and then to be reconnecting, like with all of this stuff and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, you really hit it on the head when it comes to, you gotta be true to who you are. Yeah. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough to find a way to do it, then you, you gotta just go for it, yeah. you know, with, with all your heart. So, like I said, been challenging and like you, I've had to learn a lot of the the technical aspects of it right. and stuff, but, um, so, well, that's uh, great, man. I mean, I'm like, you know, yeah. so cool that you're doing this and, um, yeah, I can't wait to see, see where it goes. And, uh, I'm excited that you're going to be coming back to Cincinnati too, as well. have to go to a baseball game with Sydney Reds again. Absolutely. In person. Yeah. That would be awesome. I know I was actually just going through pictures too. And I saw the one time when I was at, uh, at channel five and you came on with the Reds mascot. Oh, that's <laughs> and we right. were all together on there. That was, that. Uh, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Give my love to Angie and everybody, and uh, let's keep in touch. All right. Thanks, Pete. Talk to you soon. Right, Bye-bye. The P.S. Never Give Up podcast is a production of Felito Media, LLC. Join the P.S. Never Give Up movement today. Sign up for the newsletter and email updates, and check out the online shop and upcoming events at psnevergiveup.com. And be sure to like and share the podcast on social media. Use the hashtag PS Never Give Up and follow us too at PS Never Give Up Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and PS Never Give Up on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pete Scalia on Instagram and Twitter and Pete Scalia Official on Facebook. I'm Pete Scalia. Thanks so much for listening and PS Never Give Up.